Welcome to the New Abbey Podcast. We are still in our series in Philippians. Today we are talking about doing all things through Christ. Before we get started, I have a question for you. What does do all things through Christ mean to you? Enjoy. So this morning, um, I'm pretty excited because we're going to do something a little different. Um, This is my friend Paul. Um, You may know him from singing five minutes ago. Um, So Paul Paul and I have actually known each other for like 12 years. Um, Paul was, how do I say this, a worship god at APU Um, and in his previous life at Make Churches. Uh, but has always written songs, worship songs, and obviously as his faith has changed and evolved, so has the way that worship and music looks, looks like to him. Um, and it's honestly a conversation that we always have at New Abbey of how do we engage with this? What does music look like? What does that mean? How does this still work? And so um, today we're going to, I'm going to say some words. Paul's going to sing some songs and we're going to sort of go on a journey of uh, understanding those things through that lens. So um, yay, right? Uh, okay, so we are still in our series in Philippians. Um, we only have a few more weeks uh, in this series because then Advent starts. Can you even believe that? Where has the time gone? It's really Advent weather outside. So, um, so we are in Philippians chapter 4. Uh, and before we read it, I just kind of want to tell you where we're going to go this morning. Um, we're going to go on a journey of arriving, uh, for some of us, at a place that we used to be, but different. Um, I hope that was just confusing enough that you still pay attention to see what I was talking about. Um, but essentially, I want to remind us that it's still okay to believe in God. Um, I think sometimes we get so wrapped up in our own deconstruction, we're going to talk more about that. Um, But I just want to put that out there up front, is that that's the place where we're going to today. Um, And I'm excited about that. So we're going to be in Philippians 4, starting in verse 10 to 13. It goes like this. I rejoiced greatly in the Lord, that at last you renewed your concern for me. Indeed, you were concerned, but you had no opportunity to show it. I'm not saying this because I am in need, for I've learned to be content whatever the circumstances. I know what it is to be in need, and I know what it is to have plenty. I've learned the secret of being content in any and every situation, whether well-fed or hungry, whether living in plenty or want. I can do all this through Christ who gives me strength. So um, this is a verse that... Um, a lot of people, my wife included, had written on some piece of athletic gear in high school. <laughs> like, that was going to be the thing that, like, you won the game because you had Philippians 4.13 on your glove. Okay, anyone? It's okay. You don't have to be ashamed here. Yeah, yes, okay, see? Um, all the lesbians were like, oh, my softball glove. Oh, my God. <laughs> Stereotypes. What a joke, right? That it's every athlete's favorite verse. Um, but but this, was a, this was a verse that meant a lot to me in my early years of being a Christian, my early days of being a Christian. 
Because there's something beautiful, I don't know for you guys, but when I think about the, the first encounters or experiences I had with God, they were so beautifully and wonderfully naive. They, were, they almost felt magical and made me feel some sort of like invincibility. Like the first times that someone like had really communicated to me of like, there is a God and this God loves you unconditionally. And then there is this person, Jesus, who wants to take away your pain and your anxiety. And there are some practices that you can do that will allow that to be released. And there are things you could do to feel that love. And, and there are things you could do that will make your life go well. And there are these things that felt so beautiful and wonderful, right? Like, that's awesome. So we have this experience. I remember having this experience. It was so beautiful and wonderfully naive. And the sense of invincibility that verses like this gave me, right? Like just believing it without any of the like confusion or complication that comes later. Just being like, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. This is like the number one Awana's verse you learn. And it's the thing you say, right? And we can joke about it or laugh and we'll get to what happens next later, but I think there were some honest, actual and real times in my life where thinking that and believing that honestly was super helpful, i.e. middle school, <laughs> right? <laughs> Being like, I can, I can do this. Um, different things that come my way, believing that there was something or someone who was for me and with me gave me these encounters and these experiences that we can categorize as whatever we want later, but in the moment realizing like that belief in God and that beautiful, naive experience of God wants me to succeed was incredibly helpful. Anyone else hear that Tacoma or was it just me? Um, and so I think a lot of us have evolved since then. But as we begin, and as Paul sings this first song, I want us to think about that place. Before it got complicated, before the deconstruction, those original encounters with God, I feel like all of us are in this room, are at a church on Sunday, because at some point you had what felt like an actual, authentic, real encounter with God. And that authentic, real encounter with God meant something to you. However naive you think it was now or whatever deconstruction has gone on, that was an experience that you carried. And it was beautiful. And so we're going to think about that. And, uh, oh, I forgot to say this. On your chairs, um, sounds like old school church pamphlet. Um, <laughs> we're not going to have the lyrics to these songs on the screen. They're going to be inside. And when you open it up, it's upside down because I just want to make sure you're paying attention. Um, <laughs> everything we do here is intentional. Um, but those are for you. Uh, so as you want to take notes on it or write on it or look at it um, so that you can participate as we sort of have this musical part of this morning. So coming from that place, Paul is going to share a little bit about this first song that he's going to sing and the place he was when he wrote it. Yeah, so check me one, two. So uh, this song called Wonder, I wrote um, probably when I was like in my low, like young 20s. Um, and thinking back about those moments and encounters, you know, in my faith and my journey of faith, um, is definitely uh, 
something to for me that is just really it seems like a whole different life because um, like a lot of us in here I think I've shared my story a few times but I grew up in the church and um, I'd always kind of I felt I feel like my life was kind of written down for me um, as far as the expectations um, I'd always been told you know as I was a musician growing up that I had been called to ministry and that I had a calling on my life and for some reason those were always really special like special moments for me when that was like spoken over me and I really held true to that and so this song was written um, at a place where I had recorded a few albums and this one I was getting ready to record with a really great awesome like Christian producer and I was really excited and this was like the moment like everything was coming together I was like oh yeah like this is part of my calling of course this is supposed to happen I'm supposed to record these these songs and go into ministry and so I just remember like as we talk about those like those encounters and God felt so real to me in those moments and everything was going as I had expected so I was like oh yeah like this is it like I didn't have any like reason to question or doubt God because everything was going as planned and so I'm excited to share kind of like songs that I've written at different places in my journey and how um, just how I viewed God and how I felt God has really changed and evolved um, over the years and I hope that you can hear that um, through these songs so this one is Wonder. Stay. 
song. I've been listening to all these songs, like this whole time I'm prepping. I'm like, oh, I'm not going to sing along, but I know the words. Um, but I love it because it, it, it represents something so special. I'm going to go out on a limb and say a lot of us in this room may be somewhere at the point where Philippians 4.13 meant something to us, something different. There were so many moments in our life where we just stood in awe of how good God was and what God had done that everything felt wonderful and miraculous, and you could see the handprint and the fingerprint of God everywhere you looked, and you're like floating on this cloud. I see some heads nodding yes, right? Maybe you even dabbled in a little prosperity gospel, and you were like, this is my year. Yes. <laughs> Name it. Claim it, right? And you know that feeling of euphoria, of saying, oh my God, there is a God who loves me and is for me, and I see that working in my life, and that's comforting to me. And when I have moments where I don't feel good, when I have moments of anxiety, when I have fear, when I have sadness, when things aren't going right, that's where I can go. I can give it to God because I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me, and that's incredibly comforting. And then, shit probably got complicated. You're floating on this magical cloud of God pixie dust. And then maybe you were like, uh-oh, I'm gay. Okay? <laughs> half the room. Maybe you were like, uh-oh, I know someone who's gay. Okay, the other half. Um, maybe certain things just started not adding up. Maybe you started asking different kinds of questions, or maybe you were hit with the reality of what it means to experience, to experience suffering in life. And that could not blend with the narrative you heard that there's a way to do life and there are verses you can quote and there are prayers you can pray and you can avoid all the hard and bad things in life. No matter what it was, something disrupted that narrative for you or else you wouldn't be at a church like New Abbey, right? <laughs> and for some reason... When we start to deconstruct that, right, there's this tension that I know so many of us in this room have felt. Like we want to hang on to our relationship with God, but we need to do some intellectual work to like feel like we can justify this. Because it's not like cool anymore. <laughs> so we need to like rearrange some theological furniture to feel like we can have that. So we start deconstructing things. And in deconstructing, things get so weirdly intellectual. So you go from this beautiful, naive, like, this feeling, this encounter, this moment, this truth, into, like, <laughs> those fools who think you can't have sex before marriage. I'm above them and my non-affirming family, right? <laughs> and we enter these intellectual spaces where now let's talk about these verses. Well, now let's break these down. Well, now let's read all these books. Well, now let's have all these conversations. Let's now let's do all the intellectual work so that at some point we can return to this beautiful uh, like experience that we have. 
And all of that is very good. I believe in it, I've read all the books, and they've been incredibly helpful. But the problem is that when you stay there, it gets a little bit elitist. And now our encounters with God and our understanding of scripture and who God is and this person of Jesus starts to sound more like who we're better than than what we have experienced. Starts to sound like <laughs> those, I don't know, I don't know. I, I was gonna, I don't wanna get personal. <laughs> yeah, <I'm> gonna, um, <laughs> who knows who from my life might listen to this podcast? Um, probably not anyone whose name I was gonna say, but, um, and it just starts to feel like my, and I won't put this on this, I'll say from my perspective, I have had moments in this deconstruction journey where my faith has been defined by the people that I have theologically ascended. And my spirituality and my relationship with God has felt more defined by what I don't believe anymore than what I do believe. It's become more defined with these people who I feel like I have evolved beyond, and I'm so grateful for that. That must be this new progressive Christianity. And the only problem with that is that you're still messed up and you're still sad, right? <laughs> and as great as books are and as much intellectual development that I'm grateful for, that's not the thing that I want to cry out to when life gets hard. That's not the thing that I feel like is going to sustain me through suffering that happens in life. Like, oh, I'm getting out of here. <laughs> this is too perfect. <laughs> So we have this experience, this seemingly like juxtaposing experience of wanting to keep that relational encounter, that thing that we felt that we had, and needing to justify it with our intellectual ascension. And then life just still is hard. So we can be better than people who don't believe you can have sex before marriage. We can be better than our non-affirming family. We can be better than these uh, Republicans in the South. We can be better than all these people, but you're, we're still sad. <laughs> We still want to cry out. And it's really hard because when you feel like you've had something that you can always go to and you can count on and you can cry out and now that thing has been deconstructed and you feel like you can't cry out to these books, then what happens? And I know I'm probably not the only one in this room who has experienced that void, right? So many of us in this room, like so much of what we grew up with, we felt like we had to throw to the wayside, but what do we get to keep? And what do we do when life gets hard? And what do we do when we used to go cry out and just be like, Philippians 4.13, Philippians 4.13, Philippians 4.13, because it's all we had, right? And now we're walking around like, uh, right? I don't know. So if that's where you find yourself this morning or have been this morning, this song that Paul's going to sing might resonate.
is my faith in? Where do I stand? What is this house built on? It feels like sand. I was so certain that I was right. But then my world came down and I gave up this fight. I heard your stories. to me thousands of times I thought you called me out of darkness and into your light but all I see is wilderness on every side Mexico last week, suffering for the sake of Christ <laughs> on a beach, and uh, I was having a conversation with my brother-in-law, he's just the best human, and he was saying he was feeling a little anxious about different things going on in his life, and we had this very conversation that I was just talking about. He was saying, like, in the, in the past, like, I would know what to do, I would, like, go to God, I would listen to certain worship music, I would do all these things, and I felt like I knew what to do with these feelings, and now I feel like I don't have that anymore. Um, and I get that. 
And we ended up having this beautiful conversation, um, which is where I want us to land today of, I don't think it matters how much or what or when or who you're deconstructing with, you still get to believe in God. I don't care how progressive you are. I don't care how many crystals you have charging on your windowsill. You still get to cry out if you want to. We are not too cool to pray in this room. We're not too progressive to be like, life's hard, and I don't know what I think about this theologically, but right now, God, can you help me? And wherever you think that's going, great. But we are not above believing that God is real and God is for us, and this person of Jesus came and gave us an understanding of what a life in pursuit of that looks like. You can be married to whoever you want to be married to, and this is still a church, and we still believe that. And that's still incredibly helpful for our life. Maybe it's not the beautifully naive thing that we had in the beginning, but we don't have to give that up just to become evolved or progress or whatever the case. And I don't know about you, but I literally feel so much resistance to that sometimes. Like, I'll be, like, getting carried away. Like, even in here, like, I'll be getting carried away in a song. Like, what even is that? No. You know what I mean? Like, on my hand, what? No. You know, like, I don't know, right? And look at Sweet Frankie just going in. I'm like, you can do it. I could do it, right? But I get it. We all have this baggage, right? We talked about this a lot when we, we talked about music that one Sunday of like feeling like spiritually manipulated by different things. And so now I, I can't lose myself in anything because that feels like the manipulation or I don't want to be so naive to, to give my life in the way that I gave it before because that didn't really pan out and that led to a lot of hurt. At the same time, I think there's something in us that keeps coming back and keeps searching for that and longing for that. And it may look different, it may look new, but it can still be there which is why I think we're here on a Sunday morning instead of brunch, right? So you're like, I'm going to brunch after that. <laughs> <laughs> this <clears throat> passage, most of the times I've heard it, came without the passage before it. And the passage before it is everything for the context. Paul's saying, I figured out how to have plenty and how to have lack how to be hungry, and how to be well-fed. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Which means there is no magical equation that leads to life not being hard, but in abundance or lack or sorrow or joy or celebration, mourning, hungry or well-fed, I will make it through those because even in those, Christ is with me. And that's a completely different narrative, but it still lends us to the same kind of beautiful experience of no matter what it is, are we hungry or are we full, we know that Christ is with us. And we get to know that. I feel like I just want to say in this room, you can be progressive and you can still know that Christ is with you. You get to have that. That did not get taken away from you when you stopped believing in the ark, okay? You still get to cry out. You still get to pray to God. These are things that we all need in life. No matter to what extent you believe them, I don't even know if it matters. We, we need to believe something. We need to call out to something. We need to understand there's a God who is for us. You can work out the details on the Liturgist podcast, and it's fine. <laughs> 
Okay? <laughs> but life's going to get hard. You're going to have abundance and you're going to have lack. You're not going to know. You're going to doubt. You're going to feel full of faith. You're going to be hungry. You're going to be well-fed. All these things are going to happen. And Christ is in all of it. It's that same Philippians 4.13. I think we can do all things with Christ. I think those things, I think, look different, right? We're not winning field hockey games, right? Which is what I thought. <laughs> but we can deconstruct. We can experience loss. We can experience the pain of losing what we thought our faith was with Christ. We can question Christ with Christ. We can be in unity with Christ. We can meet people. We can have hard conversations. We can be in great times, right? Just must remember this morning that none of that is taken away from you. Because someone who believes that said you couldn't have it. We don't need to do all of our work to justify ourselves to them or to disprove them. We get to rest in God. There's no qualification for that. So Paul's going to sing this last song he wrote. My God, why have you forsaken me?
So you're going to grab those same three or four people as before. Um, and this week's a little different. There's no question. Just want you all to talk about whatever you're thinking. Enjoy. Thanks for listening to the New Abbey podcast. For more information, visit us on the web at www.newabbey.org.